is episode 130. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. I'm 30. <laughs> and this is Bobby. And we are back for another week of another disappointing week and another goddamn loss. And I mean, G-Buzz, people. Galaxy has allowed 16 goals in the last three road games. What the hell? David, Lewis. Goals. What the hell, dude? 16 goals in the last three road games. Not the entire season. Three games. Three games. Just the last few games. Three games. It's, 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 it's the span of going on a date with a girl. <laughs> you fucked it up three times. That many goals. I you fucked it up that three. You, you, fucked, you fucked it up three, three, three games in a row. Come I hope on. you scored that many goals, though. Well, I mean, that's the opposing team. That's someone that's, that's, oh, someone that's not you. Oh, dang it. Yes. Yeah, 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 you're screwed. Um, but guys, but guys, Slotan scored his fifth 500 goals. So who 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 cares? That's Which all, was a that's beautiful goal. And can I ask, golazo or no golazo? Lewis. Wow. It's Bobby who's asking this. I'm so thrown off right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I've never seen something like that, like that before. And I got to figure that. Only a guy that has a black belt is able to do what he did. And I'm going to go ahead and call it a golazo. David? If you, of course he thinks. Of course if he you thinks have, it's a golazo. If you have watched Zlatan's career. Shut up. If you have watched Zlatan's career, he scored this goal before. He's done the roundhouse kick, the back heel. The, the backwards roundhouse? The, yes. I've never seen the backwards he done, roundhouse. He has done this goal before. For me, not a golazo. Yeah, oh yeah, my boy. god, dude! dude you know, I, I, I should have kept my mouth shut. Wow. Yes. Okay. It's a crazy. Wow. That if were if asking, there was one, sh- if there was one fucking goal that was a true no doubt golazo, because it's so rare, so something you've never one. seen. It's not this one. It is this one. No. No. <laughs> oh my god, no. oh no. Lewis! Please if, just if get I on top of if, that. No, if, if I didn't say, honestly, if I didn't say, of course, David thinks it's a golazo, he would have thought it was a golazo. He's just doing it to, like, go against me. That's all it is. I don't know. Because, I don't, I don't, think, I I don't a, think it's that. I, I can't believe. Hold on. First of all, I can't believe we got into the show this quickly. This is, like, <laughs> super cheap. Hey, second man, I'd rather, I'd rather talk about this. It's all right. We're just going downhill in a few about. seconds anyways, talking how shitty we played. So let's just, let's just feel up and up right here, please. Let's just go yeah. on. <laughs> second of all. Because this was the only highlight. People were asking whether or not this is the best goal that Zlatan has ever scored in a Galaxy shirt. And for me, it's not even the best goal. But that doesn't mean it's not a goal. The best goal that Zlatan has scored in a Galaxy shirt was his first goal. The the one against LAFC. Yeah, but that's not what we're asking. No, but you're, that's what I'm No, that's but you're answering saying. a different question that nobody's ans- is, asking. You're answering not, a question is, that nobody's asking. We're asking, okay, is this, this not a golazo? Oh, you're no. fucking out. You're out of your mind, bro. You're out of your mind. It doesn't matter. He, he just got overruled. Yeah, he did, anyway, but it's still, so. it just, it, just, it upsets yeah, me. Just, yeah, it upsets it me. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get back to the game where we fucking lost. Although we had a comeback, yet we didn't. Ugh. All right. Another uh, another disappointing loss. I. What else can we say, guys? I mean, seriously, honestly, it's it, it's it, it's the same running thing over and over again. Sixteen goals in the last three road games. Our defense doesn't know how to play defense. You allow another five goals. You score three goals. You should be winning that game if you're scoring three goals. You should be, at the very least, getting a point if you're scoring three goals in a game. And yet you lost by two goals after scoring three. This is getting to a point where it is... I don't even want to say it's laughable, but it's gotten to the point where this is just one big joke. Like, you, 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 I seriously feel it's like your waking ro- up. it's roll your eyesable because, like, we, we, like, we watch it and we see what, what's gonna happen and we know what's gonna happen and we just roll our eyes, like, uh huh, uh huh, and just frustrating. 
I mean, five minutes, five minutes into the game, and we're already less than five minutes probably, and we're already down one zero to uh, a Toronto team that is probably just as bad as us. I actually no, I can't even say that because they beat us. They scored five on us. They're, <laughs> They're better, better than, than us. us. But but I mean, beginning off early. in the game, beginning off. Yeah, <laughs> very early. You're already down. It's uh, what Bobby said. You're just rolling your eyes and you're saying, "Here we go again. Here we go again." Like it, it doesn't change. And by the way, since no one has mentioned this yet, this is Dominic Kinnear's is, yeah. first game in charge. Yes. Of the team, yes. and people thought, okay, you know what? Maybe we would see maybe. some difference, some kind of the, difference. Whether it be here's, here's bad the thing that here's the thing that baffles positive. me, though. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing that baffles me is Siggy. Siggy is talking about how after he was let go, he he says, "Well, I expect the team to go ultra defensive uh, because we are already planning on doing that, and I think that that's just what they're going to do to try and get to the playoffs. Ultra, we're going to go ultra defensive. I'm sorry, we're in week thirty. If you weren't already going ultra defensive, I don't know what the hell you're doing. By the way, going ultra defensive has not worked for you because you have the worst defense in the league. Did you guys? I was. I it, it was laughable. Josh Guessman brought this up on on his show uh, earlier this week. The Galaxy are on pace to be the to break the record for being the worst defense <laughs> in team history. You know what else? Is they're it also? You know what else? They're on pace to do. To beat last year's. Gonna, you, this, be be one team, of the best offensive teams. This team is going to be one of the best offensive teams in Galaxy history. They're not going to beat ninety-eight because ninety-eight had like 80, 89 goals or eighty-eight goals or something ridiculous. The offset is but so in, horrible. In, in, in a less amount of games too, so it was something. Yeah, I remember that. Team. Yeah, yeah, that it team was, was marvelous, incredible, but. Um, but yeah, the, the, the galaxy is on pace to break the record for goals allowed and on pace to be the top in the top three for goals scored. How ridiculous is that? How unbalanced now? I, it I sounds right bring up from that, what we've been seeing. I, I didn't, I didn't bring up that stat during the season, but I have said time and time again, the galaxy are scoring and they're right under it. I think they're at 1.8 something. They're right under two goals a game. I go, and I've I've said it throughout the season. When you're score, the, the offense is doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's the defense that's been letting them down. If you're scoring two goals a game, you got to figure that you're getting a result in a majority of those games. Uh, I probably should have looked this up because I do have a book that actually says the your percentage of wins when you score set amount of goals. I think once you once you score five goals. You're guaranteed to win. It's a hundred percent chance that you're going to win if you score five goals. The only time that I can think of where a team scored five goals and they didn't win, it was a World Cup in you know 1954 or something, where Switzerland Austria went seven and five. I think it's the only game that I can possibly think of. Yeah, it's the only game I can think of where where that statement isn't true. Everything else, it's true. We're not talking about a a home and home series or anything. We're talking about a single game. If you score five goals. Uh, you should be winning that game 100% of the time. Four goals, it's 90-something. And then I forgot what three and two were, but you got to figure that you're not going to be losing a majority of the games when you're scoring two or three goals a game. And that is exactly what the Galaxy have been able to pull off this season, which is an incredible feat in and of itself. It it, it deserves applause, Lewis. Congratulations (laughs) on being this fucking bad. And this with the most expensive back line in the entire league. And, and with an organization that at least legitimately tried to improve the defense. They, they had – who did they have in the back last year? They had Daniel Steris. They had Jazzy Zardes. Dave Romney. They had they Dave Zardes Romney. They had Rafa Garcia. They had um, – they had – a, a, a goalie Nathan, issue. Nathan Smith. Nathan Smith. Now that, that that's actually the guy I was trying to think of right now. He had all these guys from from yeah they from, Diop, uh, from they Galaxy Bo, Two. They had uh, uh, and Rowe, Kempen, and they upgraded per se, and they spent a lot of money, so much money that no other team in the league spent this much in that position. 
and you are on pace to break the record for most goals allowed. That is an unbelievable sentence. Unbelievable sentence. There's no reason for that to happen. How are you letting in five, six, five goals in your last three road matches? Here's, here's where I think I lost all hope for because it, it, it was for this game and and for the season because it and for Dominic Kinnear's tenure because it wasn't it wasn't after the Galaxy had gone down three three zero, it was when your most expensive defender, the guy that you went out to try and shore up this defense, had to get pulled at halftime because he was playing so poorly. And granted, he was on a yellow card, and the the, the sort of the consensus was. Well, we didn't want Shelvick. We didn't want him to get another yellow card and lose him for the next game. But what does it matter? What does I, it matter? Think... Especially when you're putting in Michael Ciani in his place. How was that going to be any better? And it wasn't. I, I don't think it's. It was a matter of we're going to lose him for the next game as much as we're going to be down a man. But yes, I mean, when you're there with Michael Ciani, you might as well be playing down a man. But I also feel that. Though they probably took him out because of the yellow card, you can't sit there and tell me that his performance. I mean, the fact that you were on yellow card watch, and for what it's worth, he should have already had had that second yellow card before he was taken off. Mm. He got so lucky. I have no idea how he didn't get a yellow card for at least two of those tackles because he should have been and, off. And that is, and and to me. When a center back is in over his head or when he's getting punked all night, that is an indication that he is playing badly. That he had a bad night. That yes, he had a very exactly. bad night. Yeah, um, because you shouldn't be – I mean, even if you're saying I got a yellow card here and there, and even if it, if you're saying it's a bad call, bad calls should be pretty obvious and, and blatant where, yeah, I don't know what the ref is looking at and there should be an outcry. But if it's a bad call, but look at the way you're, you you went in, even if it's minimal contact or even if it it looks like a, a momentum thing, you're still out of position. You're still not in any sort of position to make a credible defensive play. It's almost like your last resort. For me personally, this is just my opinion. If a defender has to slide, you're either too slow or you're out of position. There's no reason for you to slide. And that's just me. Because there's a lot of people that, uh, there's a lot of defenders, a lot of even defensive midfielders that you don't have to slide because you're already in the correct position. Or the defender ain't getting by you. Yeah. To me, a slide is almost half a desperation move. There's, it's, uh, there's it's an emergency a, move for sure. Right. You don't and go I to think, ground. You don't go to ground unless you are trying to make up somewhere. Somebody got right. by you. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I think Shelvick, th there was really no excuse. You can't say, well, Michael Siano makes him a, a worse player, so you need to pair him up with somebody else. He wasn't there, or Michael Siano wasn't there paired up with him to begin the game. So that really can't be it. I, I think that you have a big hole there, and that's not going to get fixed next season. Um, that's the thing. It, 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 he he's staying for as much money he's as he's making. He ain't riding the bench. You think so? Yeah, he yeah, he's, not he's got bench. a contract. He's got a contract through next year, and and yeah, he's he's not gonna sit on the bench for the amount of money he's playing unless they buy unless the galaxy buys everybody out this year, and then I don't think that that's gonna happen. Uh, he's gonna be on this team, so they need to find another center back that's gonna compliment him, um, or or at least like boss that back line. They need so a center back that's going to be able to boss the back line. That's what they need right now. Well, uh, so what we're what what we're basically saying is we need to trust that our scouts will hit a home run here and that is a horrible bet to make. Well, what scouts, Lewis? We don't have the Galaxy doesn't have scouts. They have one person. There, there we go. They have that's one exactly, full-time person. That's exactly they don't have scouts. Point. Remember, exactly I asked point. Chris Klein, I asked Chris Klein this question about why they aren't scouting in South America, why do they insist on scouting in Europe? And and Chris Klein told me what I now assume is a lie is that they have scouts all over the place, that, you know, full time and part time, and they have consultants all over the place. My guess is they're not paying those people enough, or those people aren't to be trusted, or those people don't exist, 
or the people don't exist, or those people, all of those people, are Yovan whenever he goes off to Fox to go commentate on a Champions League game. It, uh, a lot of conspiracy a, theories there. Uh, okay, but okay. It, it, it is a lot well, you know of... What's, you know what's funny, Bobby, mm-hmm. is that... Is that yes? I I agree that I do have my tinfoil hat on. There are a lot of conspiracy theories, but there's a reason for that. The galaxy has given me very, very good reason for that, and you don't have to look any further than Kevin Baxter's article on Siggy Schmidt, and and also there was a, a ESPN FC article on Siggy Schmidt about how leaving the galaxy was the best decision of his life. Um, Kevin Baxter's article that. talks about how how a hu- this huge weight has been lifted off of Siggy's shoulders, and he sure. was basically he was basically not going to say anything about the you know the galaxy um, he and the galaxy parting ways. But if you read between the lines on that article and some of the other stuff that's been said about Siggy, it it's really clear. We speculated last week that his stepping down was a negotiation and that is 100% confirmed now is that they came to him and they said we're going to let you go how do you want us to 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 say it basically how do you want us to say it in the press because that's that's pretty much how it happened and and again it was it was the whole thing about like oh well, you know we can say that you stepped down because of your health and Siggy's like nope that's not true my health is fine well, no one said that. Nobody in the front office said that. That was just that's for speculation in the media. No one said that that was going to be the 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 narrative of the story. That was that, that was, was that was media speculation. That was never that a narrative was, of an actual from the front office at all. That was multiple conversations with Siggy himself uh, about about the uh, um, two reporters to Kevin Baxter to other people. Yeah, because of them asking uh, one of the that things- question, but not that but it was never something that was a narrative coming from the team. That's two different things. That's no, but that's what they things. offered up to Siggy. Siggy says that's what they offered up to him. Mm, I didn't read anything about that, but okay, I agree. I, I believe you. So again, the obviously the Galaxy PR machine is lying to us. And so this is why my tinfoil hat is on because I and I'm spouting all these conspiracy theories because I have very good reason to. The Galaxy well, front ma- office has shown us they are lying to us, boldface. They have no shame in any of it because all of this information is very easily accessible. Yes. Yeah. Earlier this week, well, uh, actually not early this week. I think it was yesterday. The uh, the GM for the San Jose Earthquake currently. At the bottom of the standings, already eliminated from the playoffs in early September, uh, more than likely going to be handed that wooden spoon, and I couldn't be happier about that. That's probably like the small joy that I have this season. But everyone started talking about how that guy destroyed the team and the incompetence of uh, whoever he is. Uh, was it? Jesse Foranelli or whatever his name is. Yeah. And everyone comes out and starts saying, oh, the incompetence here and blah, blah, blah. And they're really, they're really giving it to him. And I'm just dumbfounded that what, where is this talk for the Galaxy FO? Because San Jose has never really traditionally been this powerhouse per se. And I think here it's, you I have... think it's out there, Lewis. I think that's that sentiment is out there. I don't think they said it in those exact words, but I know when they when the Siggy announcement happened, right. there was a lot of people talking about how that's not the only problem the Galaxy have. And and right. the only difference here is that the Galaxy yield some wield some kind of power in in MLS and in MLS circles. And that's why they were a little bit more reverent than they were with the San Jose. FO because they know that San Jose FO has no power. So they kind of felt free to just go out and say like, oh, well, you know, this is this guy ruined the team. Uh, this guy is incompetent. But if they say that about the Galaxy FO, maybe they get blacklisted a little bit. I, I think that the Galaxy FO as an organization still wields some power with the media. That is so unfortunate on so many levels that this organization that is being run into the ground is also this dictatorship 
that they can censor and they have that much power over the media or anybody else if they decide to criticize or just speak the truth. It is an unfortunate time – it's an unfortunate sign of the times. And here is the, the most uh, transparent organization in the, in the league doing something like this. It is – it's sad. It, it really is absolutely sad, and I think I've gone beyond it being uh, infuriating for me. It really is just downright sad that nothing can be done because what AEG has done after 2017 and giving – a contract extension to the man behind all of this. They are basically saying he can do no wrong. He is an untouchable. It doesn't matter what he does. I'm well aware that we just had the worst season in franchise history with one of the worst philosophies they could have ever come up with. And we're going to give you a five-year contract extension. They have basically told the fans, fuck you guys. It doesn't matter. I'm going to burn this into the ground, for better or for worse. It doesn't matter. For whatever well, they reason... Chris, they don't think they're burning it into the ground. That's they the, don't, that's the but, really but, but they're saying I... But, but the fact that, that it's already being burned to the ground, and they say, here, keep going at it, that's saying a lot. That really is saying a lot. And... I know you you disagree with me, David, but at this point, th- there's no way I can possibly say that we don't deserve new owners that actually care about this team. And whatever the hell Chris Klein has on Beckerman and AEG, it's got to be massive. It's got to be massive for him to have that type of job security. It's got to be absolutely massive. I mean, and, and the thing is, I'm tired of talking about it. We all know what the problem no, is. You're not. We totally we no, I actually I really am. Because you would have stopped we, by we, now if you did. But the point <laughs> is is that we all know what the problem is. Nothing's gonna change. And and it's funny because after Hercules Gomez says Hercules Gomez, when he talked about the, the San Jose GM, he said I've said enough about this guy and his incompetence that he does not merit any more of my time. And I think that's where we we should probably be headed with uh, this FO. We obviously know that they're here to stay. We know the problem is it, it should be going without saying anymore. And they shouldn't merit any more of our time. They shouldn't merit any more of our money. No. No. I mean, yes, all of, all of these things are true. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Um, like it really is, it, it really is like a weird thing to say that because I care so much about this team is the reason that I, I don't care about this team right now. Um, I don't know what can be done. Uh, people Nothing. talk about maybe doing supporter protests, but what are the, what do they care? Supporters are just customers to them. Um, the other day, Charlie Bowen put up a, a, a tweet talking about how, there was a high-level GM somewhere or, or a person who worked inside of a, a team front office, and uh, I have to assume it wasn't the Galaxy. Uh, he talked about how he said supporter groups and uh, season ticket members are just customers, and they should shut up and, and, and just take the product, basically. Um, I sent him a DM. To, to let them know that we've certainly heard about that from the Galaxy front office and from, from ticket reps. Uh, we've talked about this on, on the show before. Um, he, you know, he, he came back and said, you know, that, that's unfortunate. They should know better than to say stuff like that. Um, you know, Louis, we, you've talked about how ultimately season ticket members and, and supporter groups are just customers to them. Uh, they're not part of the club. They're just somebody that they – they're, they're the piggy bank. Um, they're the people that can get the money out of no matter what. I don't know if there's going to be enough people that, that care about uh, changes for it to make a difference. I don't know if there's going to be enough people uh, canceling season tickets to, to make a difference. Um, 
I, I don't know what can be done other than somebody somebody at AEG, you know, whether that's Phil Anschutz or whether that's um, Dan Beckerman has a change of, of mind and, and decides to pay more attention to the galaxy. What, what, what doesn't make sense is that Dan Beckerman got rid of everybody over at the LA Kings organization for barely missing the playoffs, barely missing the playoffs and getting two Stanley Cups in like a short period of time. And here we are coming off the worst season in franchise history, barely making any sort of improvement this season with a team that consists of Zlatan and Kamara, now Sandrini, Ashley Cole, the best, I mean the best, the, the most expensive back line in the league. You're going to miss the playoffs again. Your goal at the very least this season was to make the playoffs, at least. And you couldn't even do that. In a, in a conference that wasn't even strong, you could not even do that. Allowing I mean, five, I mean, they're not eliminated yet. They're not officially, they're not, yes. but they are. I mean, they are. Let's, let's just be honest. Mathematically, no, they are not officially eliminated. But I find it difficult to believe that in the re- remaining five games, where they probably have to win all of them, you're going to have to beat Seattle. That's not happening. You're going to have to beat Vancouver. That's probably not happening. You have to go to two Kansas City and get a victory. That's definitely not happening. You got to go to Minnesota. That's not happening. And then Houston. And you can bet everything you want on the Galaxy. Houston's gonna, Houston's gonna disappoint you. Just go ahead and listen to balls and beers. I do not see any realistic chance that the Galaxy have to getting any type of result in these last five games. So no, they missed the playoffs. So in essence, with the team that they have right now, and the way that they played, this could be a bigger failure than than the worst season in Galaxy history. And that is a horrible... I mean, that is an astonishing statement. And no one is taking responsibility for it. Nobody. That's a huge problem. And now you've got Dominic Kinnear in here, and he's interim manager. And most people thought, well, if you're going to bring him in here, you're probably prepping him up to be the next full-time head coach as soon as Siggy steps down or is let go or, or whatnot. It doesn't look like that's the case. I hope that that's not the case. If this last game was any indication, I hope that that's not the case. Because for a guy, we had two coaches who are looked at as defensive. And not one of them was able to figure out what to do with this defense. And not one of them was even putting out a defensive formation. If you're going ultra defensive, 3-5-2 is not the formation that you're going to want to use. 4-3-3 is not the formation that you're going to want to use if you're going ultra defensive. You're going a deep 4-5-1. You're going a 5-3-2. But you are legitimately trying to score. And you probably should since that is your best asset. You're going to have to try to outscore your opponent. The offense is doing its part. So we obviously know that it's not the coach's fault. I mean, they're not entirely to blame. Obviously, this team was put together. Well, it's only one game. It's only one game since Siggy. So it's like to have to go into that conclusion is ridiculous. To go into that conclusion so quickly is very premature. Just like every other decision and every other every other assumption that we had in the beginning of the season, assuming it was going to be good. It's still although that's although I agree with what you're or at least I understand with what you're it's saying. It's just like you know you see one game and you're like ah that's but that's the, that's the so that's the reason. It's like no, but to you, me it's not it's not just one game. It's like it's it's you. No, you but I'm at, saying one game after go, oh. Siggy. I'm saying one one right, game right, after right. Siggy. But but it's it's not that you you look at it and you go. Oh yeah, it's the players. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether or not somebody is putting them out in a different formation, or whether or not somebody wow, else is I'm hearing giving David them. A, 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 it doesn't matter whether or not somebody is out there giving them the the, the speech at halftime or or at the the Ooh. beginning of the game. It's not going to matter how they prepare. How world. they prepare. It's in in this situation. It is. How poorly this roster is constructed, and because 
And, and, and Lewis, like you said, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it right now. This is, and and the way this organization runs itself is they don't really they take the the, the supporters, the people who who care about the team, for granted. They they don't really they figure they have our money. They're going after the people they that we don't have, and this is why it makes it hard for for the supporters to make the team care or make the ownership care about this team because they figure they already have us in the bag. Oh, we'll just throw them another superstar next year. No big deal. They'll come back and we'll get new people. They're, they're just worried about the getting those new butts and seats. They don't care about the longevity and rewarding the, the people that have been there and the people that, to be honest with you, if the team is constructed well, if the team was exciting, if the team cared about the way that, that the fans see them, those fans would bring more people. We never had a problem in the past. We were the, I mean, we were the we're. standard bearers we all were. around. We were yeah. the standard bearers. We look were. We're looking, look where we're going for, for some of these players. We're going to Scandinavia. Guess what? All the Scandinavian players that have come into the league have not done well. Ask San they Jose. I, uh, I, I think it's, I th- I think I heard on Corner of the Galaxy earlier this week when they recorded. And they're talking about how the air. I mean, we've obviously known that there's an arrogance in that front office saying, We're the Galaxy. We're going to win. We don't have to do much. We're the Galaxy. Everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to because we're the Galaxy. And they have no plan. They they're still stuck in 2.0 because that you know that's their heyday right there, because we created 2.0 and this is where we're gonna stay, even though we're already headed into a 3.0 era. Here is the thing that got me so I, I I couldn't believe it and I don't know why I didn't put this together. We're the only MLS team that doesn't have a South American on that roster. Oh, you got Ralph Felcher. So, who is from Switzerland. <laughs> and it really just, that irked me more than anything. Considering that, I even said it back when the league started. That the future of this league is in South America. And you guys have known that. That I've been saying that yeah, for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The league has finally figured that out. Yeah, Everyone except for the Galaxy. Atlanta, Portland, Seattle. Everybody figured it out. Everybody figured it out. You're going to get top-notch talent for, you know, where you don't have to break the bank. You can get a a, a legitimate TAM player down there and have him be extremely effective. And if you have to use a DP, it will be extremely effective. And no, he may not be a big name. It doesn't take much. You go scour... You go scour Argentina, you go scour Uruguay, you scour, you know, anywhere in South America. You just go scour Colombia. Hey, man, you're a pretty good player. You're, you're a decent player. You want a steady paycheck? <laughs> yeah. Like, it really doesn't a, take that hey, much. Hey, you want to come to a place where your family's gonna, not going to get threatened every weekend because yeah. you play, you know, because of how you play? That's so racist, by the way. That's not racist. <laughs> I know it's a joke. Um, this happens. I'm not calling him short, Lewis. That's not racist either. That's prejudice. But uh, I'm not calling him Toad from Mario Kart. Please stop. God, Don't go that far. There you go. I, I I got it in there. I've seen, um, I've seen that. I've seen Toad without his hat before. It's sad. You're stupid. Stop it. Um. <laughs> so we we have to assume that Dominic Kinnear is not going to be back next season, and that the Galaxy are going to to search for a new coach. Yeah. The consensus seems to be that the top two candidates for this job are Greg Burhalter and Caleb Porter. One who is looking for a job and the other one is probably the most coveted coach in the United States right now, which really doesn't make sense to me. The guy is in his second season. He has never won a trophy. I'm not sure why he's coveted so much, but that's that's another topic. Kind of over, he's, I'm kind of over coveted coaches right now because they don't really do yeah, anything for us. Exactly, they're they're well, part of that old boys club. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's what it is. Why so, he's so, so, right now, he's part of that. 
Full I, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, which shows you the problem with U.S. soccer, among other things. But so Greg Berhalter seems to be at the top of the list, and it looks like everybody would be okay with that. I wouldn't hate it, but I wouldn't be thrilled about it either. I, it, for me, that's more of a wait and see approach. I guess everything should be a wait and see approach anyway. But Greg Berhalter is the most coveted coach right now. He has what we speculate to be uh he'll, he'll be the next uh, or at least he's a top candidate for the u.s men's national team head coaching vacancy he can go he can stay with columbus or austin stay with that team during that transition new owners i mean he can he can be part of a new philosophy he can he can probably uh you know like what he hears from the new owners whatever if, if it ever happens the Galaxy can make him an offer. I know him and Klein were, were chummy. You know, Burhalter played a season or two here with the Galaxy, so there's a little bit of history there. Then you got Caleb Porter, who was, what, Klein's college roommate or something? Yep. So you got that. Caleb Porter has already been interviewed by San Jose. That's how quickly it is. Well, now it, it's when, not I, official. when I heard that news, I was like, good, get, get him off the get Right, him off the get radar. him off, like, exactly, because I know, don't want the Caleb Porter. So those are the, your, your two top candidates that candidates. most people kind of brought, kind of thought. That, that seemed to be the consensus. Let's say that Burt Halter takes a U.S. job. Let's say Caleb Porter, who's unemployed, takes San Jose. I'm not sure why he would go to San Jose, to be perfectly honest. But he goes to San Jose. You're telling us. Yeah. <laughs> what coaches are – What? No, I'm not. What coaches are now available? To the galaxy that they realistically can bring in. Well, well, you talked about. I mean, we we've talked about Guillermo Barroscoloto. How how he's he's up. His contract is up in, in December. He's likely going to move on from Boca Juniors. He's been linked with a bunch of MLS jobs before. You know, it's likely that he might get uh, contacted by the galaxy. Um, I Joe find Horror, that very Herrera. unlikely. I, I me too. But it's a change in direction. It's it's a. It's a quick fix. So, so if you're looking at if you're looking at the narrative of, well, the Galaxy's got the only is the only team that doesn't have a South American player on it and, and a very non South American um, feel to it. That's a quick way to to do that um, to to kind of fix that problem, right? Or that at least the perception. And then you've got Pilar Herrera, who who might be up for you know in the running. But ultimately, we need to hire a GM. If it's going to be Scoloto, if it's going to be Herrera, we need a GM. And we need somebody who's going to be able to... And and then, if the GM comes in and doesn't get to hire the coach, what's the point? You have another dysfunctional front office again. So, I think this is like the third time that we've talked about um, coaches on on the show, you know, potential coaches. So, I think we should probably move on from this one. But uh, speaking of threes and coaches... Well, what I do want to say one one thing because I know we have talked about the coaches' prediction. Here's something that I want to bring to the table that we haven't brought yet. If you bring in any one of these big names, whether it is Escaloto or Herrera or anybody else that you can think of, realistically, you know, you're not going to say Guardiola or anyone like that. But David, you had mentioned that this job is no longer coveted, where once everybody would have loved to coach the Galaxy. Now it's such a shithole that you have no reason to come here anymore, especially with who your bosses are going to be. You're probably going to have to go foreign, considering the fact that most coaches here in MLS or in the MLS circles, they know what a horrible job these uh, these well, guys in the FO have done. Well, with a lot with, so, with, with so many freaking MLS coaches going out like freaking flies swatted. Uh, this season, I mean, geez, I I just don't see many uh, um, American coaches wanting to stick around in the MLS right now. Well, I mean that that can be true as well, but uh, the Galaxy is probably one of. I mean, it's 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 a it's not a secret that the Galaxy is a mess. Why no, would yeah, yeah. I'm just American saying in general too, that. and overall, I'm just saying overall. Yeah, but yeah. yes, I agree with you. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you're probably gonna have to go foreign. Now they may be a little bit more ignorant. I'm sure they'll do their homework. Well, but what makes you have think their own that ways. whatever fantasy? Yeah, they have their own ways. But what makes you think that when they come in here, they wouldn't demand full control dem- of that roster? It depends on the type of coach. 
because I could totally see well, certain coaches. Well, what coach wouldn't want it? Hmm, I don't know. I mean, even if you're hiring another GM, you're going to want the coach saying, look, if you're going to have a new GM, I'm going to ha- they're going to have to work together. You can't say, I'm going to get this guy, you make it work. You're going to have to go through me and pretty much get my approval. We have to sit down and say, this is the plan. This is the system. This is the philosophy. This is yeah. plan A, plan B, like most, plan C. This is a contingency like, plan. Like how most things go. Which is a, no, because yeah. that's this not is, what And this doing. is how long it's going to take. This is how long <laughs> it should take if we do it right. There's no yeah. quick fixes. There's no quick fixes anymore in MLS. So that's like, exactly. Like, you can't. Well, I'm sure that's what have, they, I'm sure that's what they thought about the Galaxy last season. Like, okay, there's not a quick fix. Let's figure this out. Da, 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 da. And then we're still at that, that situation. But here, here's sure. the thing. That's one of I'm my two sure. points. I'm like 100% you bring sure in, that that's around the same thing. But you bring in another coach. He's not going to have his team. This is still someone else's team. you got to remember that a lot of these players are still locked in through the 2019 season. You're not going to have any wiggle room as far as the DPs. Still a good All three of them are still have. there. Still You're going to have team. players that aren't performing they're not going to go anywhere because they're bre- Felcher's not going anywhere. He's still there. He's not going to be put on the bench. He's a town player. Shelvick, we already talked about, he's not going to go on the bench. He's the most expensive defense defender of the entire league. He's not going to be put, be put on the bench. Perry Kitchen is a town player. He's been like MIA for the oh. last like three months. He's, he's, he's been, not, he, oh, he, no, no, no. He's been, I, he is certainly not MIA. I see him not doing his job out there. It He's not going to be noticeable. on the bench. So you're not going to bring in... The, the, you're going to have to shore up... You're going to have to shore up this defense. And you're going to have to work with... I'm like, who's kitchen have window are you looking back. through, Dave? <laughs> well, look, I but see Lewis, him. That's my, that's, I see that's him. My, <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I think the Galaxy needs to have a GM. Because... They, but and you also need because a there's guy. Gonna, or, or an MLS GM because there's going to be somebody who, who knows the player pool, somebody who knows the league, and then they can bring in a coach <laughs> with a different philosophy. Somebody, you know, whether it's Goloto, whether it's Herrera, whether it's whoever, you know, Almeida, whoever you want uh, that's willing to take the job, you bring in somebody who's going to implement a philosophy. But you have a GM to build a team and says, okay, this is how these pieces should work together. You come in, you 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 find a coach that fits into your your philosophy, and 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 really the Galaxy have none right now. They don't have anybody. They don't have they don't have an academy director. They don't have a GM. They don't have a coach. You know, you have this uh, uh, Dominic Kinnear on an interim basis. This is the third head coach in two years. There's three head coaching salaries they're still paying. Yep. Because remember, Alfo's getting paid. Siggy's getting paid. Crazy. Siggy's getting paid at the end of next year, so we're not even going to get to hear Plus the most about- expensive defense. I mean, come on. This is crazy the way we throw the money out. So why – I mean, and, and, and that's what, what I said. You know, you go ahead and offer every F, uh, FO employee in Atlanta 10 times their salary. I mean, you're already hemorrhaging money. You're already like burning it away. You might as well make put it to good use. Whatever GM, if they decide to get a GM and a legitimate one, an experienced one, a one that a one that has been successful, you got to bring them in there. And somewhere in there, the, the, that GM has to say, "You need to let me do my job. You cannot interfere. You cannot say we are bringing in said player because he's going to sell jerseys." Even if well, it, if it goes against our system, if it doesn't, if he doesn't fit in our team, if he doesn't uh, go in line with our philosophies, you cannot sign a player without our permission. Let me do my job. If I fuck this up, it's on me, and you can yeah. fire me. That's exactly what needs to happen. But, but there's, really but there's not going to be anybody. There's not going to be anybody in there willing willing to do that to put their their because really, it could be a potential career killer. Now you're telling me that if Paul Pogba is like, hey, I want to come do that karate kick roundhouse goal. Because you saw him in the jersey. I'm, 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 I'm there with yeah, you, though. Yeah. I'm there with you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, well, and, your coach, and your coach goes, yeah, I can't use Paul Pogba. You'd be like, well, too bad. We're, we're, we're getting Paul Pogba. Um, that's just that's the way the galaxy, right? But for but me, that's the way, it that's starts the way a lot the, of teams are, though. I mean, let's yeah, not, let's not yeah. act like this. it's only the galaxy. The galaxy is the only right. way I mean, that runs at, shit this way. Look at Juventus. 
look at Juventus. You think that they had a, a three-year plan where they're like, hey, in three years, we can sign Cristiano Ronaldo. Hmm. And then they got Cristiano Ronaldo, and they're like, hey, hey, coach, good luck with Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> um, for me, it starts from, from the academy up. Uh, Latin Heritage Month, apparently, is this month. And so the Galaxy are pushing a lot of content uh, of Cienfuegos. Um, it's the first time I've seen the Galaxy push Cienfuegos content in a very long time. And I'm happy to see him. I see him, uh, you know, they, they, they're including him in videos and they have him talking about stuff and they have him coaching the Academy kids. Hey, here's a free idea for you guys. Just make Cien the Academy director. Make him in charge of the youth. Put him there. Let him develop our youth that is when we were successful you don't think that the, that these kids are gonna are not gonna respect a guy like him mm, it depends if they know I mean, his history not, it also it also baffles me that in southern california in los angeles you're not able to find talent that's what's uh, baffling i, I, I mean you're not, you're not talent. Like you, i just think, think they don't know what to do with that talent well um, that's again, also a you, problem in itself yeah again you put, you, they don't have an academy director. They don't, they have all these kids at their disposal in, in the talent pool. And they don't have anybody to lead that, that thing. So they don't have anybody for the kids to look up to. Um, even if it was a guy like Kobe Jones, don't you think that Kobe, they would look up to a guy like Kobe Jones? Shit, make Landon Donovan the academy director. Uh, Again, it all thing. depends. I mean, you, you it all depends have, on generations yeah. and who's seen what and who knows what. It's just it just depends because they're not like they're not thing, like Zlatan. You one, know, like where they're like they're they're an enigma. They're like a character unto them themselves. It's not like Ronaldo. It's not like they're not those kind of characters that hold forever with everyone. Sin Fuegos is is a darling for the galaxy and Salvadorians. <laughs> Donovan is for more Americans and in and, and, and galaxy and San Jose, some San Jose, but you know, like and that Mexico. can, don't forget Mexico. Yeah. Mexico too. But you also, but that can be also be forgotten too. Cause I mean, how many times have we heard Donovan's name in the last few years? Like not much. So it can be forgotten with the, with different generations. So I don't, I, I just, I don't see those names being so strong and powerful um, in the way that you're, you're, you're saying like they, they should be in the way, in the way that, in the way that you're saying it, yes, they have someone to look up to. Yes. They, they have like legendary status, but that doesn't necessarily make them a good Academy director. That doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to be successful in developing these kids and where you want them to be just because you're a role model doesn't necessarily, or you know, I, I am who I am. I, I'm sure a bunch of kids, you know, playing any sport, they can see like their heroes and be inspired. Yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's the man for the job. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, but they yeah. still hired Donovan to talk on camera, and he's horrible. Well, they, what? They put, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying when you when you put a, when you put someone that does doesn't fit in a role and they continue to push it. That's that. Anyways. Well, no, but that's what, but that's what Lewis is. is that's yeah. Lewis's point is that, that that's where it, that's where it ends, always ends up going is that you, you put somebody in a role, they don't feel it. But I think that I, I honestly think that a guy like Cienfuegos can, can I think one command can, yeah. respect from, from guys. Cause he's, I mean, don't forget he's played, he's played for his national team. He's played at a high, at, at at a high level. No, absolutely, you know, but it, it's, but it all but it all depends on who knows that. If you know that people don't. Well, know, then if, it's a, but if then it's if the kids don't know the galaxy's that, it's, job. It's the galaxy's job as a as a to imbue the culture of the club on these kids. I guess I just don't know if they go through that whole thing with every with every coach, every instructor you have. Here's their history. You know, I don't think they do that. They should. Uh, they should. If they have great, but you don't think that you don't think that a guy like maybe, you don't yeah. think like a guy like Cienfuegos is going to command more uh, general respect than Mike Munoz. Um, honestly, I've never seen him on the pitch. I've never seen him coach. But with the character that I know of him, no. You know, like just the way he 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 he. he 
he is, the type of person. He doesn't seem like a controlling, domineering, uh, leader type guy as a coach or as a as someone like that, you know. To me, I haven't seen him on the pitch, though. So I may be wrong. Mm. But it, it goes back. Remember last week when we were talking about Henri and the possibility of Henri coaching an MLS? And that could po- possibly be a, a candidate for the Galaxy coaching vacancy. And we said, well, the, the guys are going to look up to him, especially the younger guys. The guy has it has a yeah, had but on, a decorated on, on career. Henri has a very He's, different stature than Sin Fuegos. I mean, come on. Yeah, and, right, and we're right. Talking about, but and we were talking is, about Henri in the context of uh, a head coach of a full MLS team. I'm talking about a guy like yeah, and, and, Sin Fuegos taking over the academy. academy, academy, academy right, right. No, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But my, but my point is, you guys said they're going to look – Players will look at him. Hey, you know what? He's played in MLS. He knows what it takes to win. He's been in this league. It's not like he's some, you know, hot shot over in Europe coming over here and telling us what to do. The guy's played in the league. The guy's been in the World Cup. He's been on uh, as an assistant in the World Cup. And people will look look at him and respect him. Th- does that necessarily mean that you are going to be a good head coach? Because there's a lot more to it. The job isn't just I need to inspire my players. I need to put something. I need to put strategy. I need to put tactics. I need to have a philosophy in there where everyone is on the same page. There's so much to do, and that's my point. But that's what you can inspire all the, these kids by by putting a, a superstar in there. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be doing the job correctly. That doesn't necessarily qualify for that job. Sure, but you can also read people's uh, the the way a player is and the way they read a game. So let's say, you know, Zidane, right? Zidane, you understood it. Even when he was before a coach, you understood that as a player, he read the, he read the pitch very well. He knew where to position himself and he knew where the where the, the opposing team, his their structure would be. Let's say Henri, yeah. you do the same thing. You go to Cole, you do the same thing. Those are certain players that you know that they read the game incredibly well that you know that that's going to translate. There's a Same thing with Zlatan. I mean, yeah. his IQ yeah. is through the roof. Yeah. The, the, and, the, and the same is, can be said... About a about a guy like Donovan, the same can be said about about a guy like I wouldn't say Donovan. I'm sorry, he could I just pick apart. Him, but... He could pick apart a defense. Yeah, I, I would say I, have, I, I would say Sinfuegos more than Donovan, but yes, yes. We're getting. I mean, I'm going to go just a, uh, just a tad off the rail here, but I have a theory, and obviously, there's always exceptions to the rules, and Zidane is definitely one of them. But to me, if you were a superstar, I mean, if you were one of the best players the kind on of player your team you are, or though. in the league. What, what was that? I'm just saying it just depends on the kind of player. I, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm sorry I stopped you. Go on. Go on. Okay. So Zidane is one of the exceptions here. But when you were a, if you were a great player in your time, and Zidane was, he was one of the best players in his generation. Uh, probably the best player that's ever come out of France before Mbappe, which is probably, you know, he may or may not have thrown him. I don't Good know. Game today. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but the thing they is, lost, <laughs> for, I was going to say, I think it was Mbappe's fault that they lost, actually. But anyway, point is, when when you have a player like that, and I remember uh, uh, someone was asking Michael Jordan about some of the stuff that he does. You know, he couldn't answer the question. Hey, how did you know to just change directions in midair and do this and blah, blah, blah to get around? He has no explanation for it. He literally thinks it on the spot in, like, a tenth of a second because he reads the game. He can't explain it. That's just where, like, natural talent comes in. I can't explain what I do. This is just some ability sure. that someone but can the ability that I have. So for him, learning the game was kind of not really a priority since it kind of came natural to him. Now, a player that was mediocre at best, they're constantly trying to get better. They are studying the game as much mm. as they can so they can improve their game. A mediocre player. No, I can't agree with you here. I can't agree with you. More than likely because he's he, going to be a better coach. No, I can't agree. Because they can explain I it. I can't agree with you here. Because, they can explain Because there's even players that excel at the highest level. And the reason they excel is because they're ob- because they're very aware of the of everything. So yeah, you as your 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 example may be true to a few players, but it's not all it's not it's not it's not a blanket statement it, it, um no no because, it, it isn't so it isn't so, but so, there's a but there's a lot of but but there's a lot of examples that you can go in that way look at maradona the one of the best players in history really? the guy's not worth damn shit <laughs> as, as a coach 
the guy has no idea how to coach at all whatsoever. Well, now that that could be that could be attributed to other things, but he has been a poor coach wherever he's look been. Look Maradona's at, problem is his personality, and it's always been his problem since the beginning. It's always been. So that's it, basically. Yet, yet it kind of excelled <laughs> him as a player. Uh, even when it came to you know the hand of God when it comes to cheating. So, even then. So, anyways, move on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, we're a little off the rails here. <laughs> okay, fine. We're off, we're off the rails. So, guys, <laughs> ultimate, ultimately, we're just like spinning when it comes to this, and and we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, we're not in any position to just do anything but complain about what's going on or, 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 or analyze what's going on or talk about what's going on. Um, Why do you think we came up with this podcast? For? Exactly. Exactly. But if I, if I may, I don't even I may think we're even saying something, anything, <laughs> something, something a little bit happier before we get back into the downwards, unless you guys want to talk about uh, the Seattle game coming up before we talk about the, the, the happier well, how fast do Part we have to talk about Seattle uh, game? Uh, we're scared. <laughs> um, uh, any, listen any to balls and beers for anticipation. Uh, our predictions. Our predictions, yeah. Any any drop points? That, uh, surely will mathematically eliminate us from the playoffs. Uh, Seattle's trying to hold uh, onto their spot and uh, and cement wins ten and eleven. Um, you know, so I I don't think uh, David. You know, I mean, Lewis. Anything else other than that? No, other than that, that's that's about it. Listen to balls and beers for our predictions, yeah, but I it think it's pretty Seattle, clear and yeah. obvious. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear and obvious of where this is headed, com- uh, considering where uh, the the way that both of these teams are headed. They're complete opposite directions. the The only hope that we have is that this is MLS. Oh my God, that map that you or that MLS graphic that you sent today, David, where it showed the yeah. difference between DC and what was it, Toronto? Was the other like massive, or who was the other team that was on the Western Conference that was the massive change on the on the east or east on the yeah. east the ones the 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 skyrocketing DC United? It was just crazy just looking at that. That was that was a wild graphic to see how the positions have changed throughout the season and um, the one the the I it, it was fun watching that graphic because I would just pick a team and then just follow them along the thing going like oh and we were there whoa. of course. As, well, no, 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 there's a Western Conference one as well. Oh, okay. There's an Eastern one and a Western one. I didn't send you the Western oh, okay. one, but the Western one, the the roller coaster the Galaxy has been on is freaking wild because there are a lot of big ups and a lot of big downs. Yeah. Um, and and so like if that was if if somebody could take that and make that into a roller coaster, it would be like the wildest ride in at Magic Mountain. Oh, they make wild rides too. They do. And I'm old. Turn you upside like, down. I haven't even gone to the newer ones. <laughs> I, get, I get told by the youngins. That's because you're not 15 anymore. I get told by you the know? youngins, like, and then it does this and it does that. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm a barf. <laughs> my, my, uh, my, my girlfriend took me to, uh, to Six Flags, uh, I think it was last week. It was last year. I, I, know, go, two years ago. I haven't gone to a big um, in a while. Yeah, I hadn't gone since, like, 2006. So it had been a while. So she And I had been telling her, oh, I wanted to go. I... I haven't gone there, you know, in quite a while, so I want to go. So she actually surprised me, and um, actually, now that I think about it, it had to be two years ago, and um, so she took me there. And so the, the first ride we got on was uh, was the Batman ride because that was like for sure one of my favorite rides, uh, at least for, from the last time I went. That one in X, and so <laughs> from a decade I, before, because <laughs> we're so before. old, <laughs> we're very old. You have no idea, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, I do. Uh, I, I'm there so, with you. I'm, I'm yeah, here you're with you. There with me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes. So, 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 what are you complaining about? You know exactly what I'm talking That's about. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing. So, so, I, so, I get on the ride, and you know, we, uh, since the last time I've been there, I have gone to Disneyland quite a few times. I've had a pass for a majority of the past decade, and yeah, as soon as we get on there, picnics. I mean, I, I felt it. I felt it instantly. How this this was like such a such a huge difference compared to like say so Space Mountain, yeah. And uh, and then my girlfriend was like when we were young, when she was younger, she was all about roller coasters, and she was very wary, like oh I don't know if I want to do this anymore. You know, we're getting a little older, and I'm like a more. Uh. And we went on a couple rides that just kind of like tore us apart. <laughs> like <laughs> I remember like really really enjoying this. This one was like I'm not sure if I want to get on this again. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, like I think we went on like like uh, I wanted to go on X, and I and the more I thought about it, I go, can I still handle that? Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. like, it's been ten years because that that one was a crazy ride. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't you, know the, you know those signs that they have in front of all the in front of all the rides. Like as, as you're in line, you, there's a sign of like, oh, if you have this or if you have that or if you have this, you shouldn't get on this ride. Yeah, we should be reading those signs now because some of that stuff applies to us. Yeah, exactly. No, but I agree. I agree, <laughs> exactly. I, I agree with you on X, though, Lewis, because like I remember when it first came out, I was all about it and it was the sh- the shit. And then I went yeah. like a, I don't know, seven years later, and I was like, oh damn, this thing's pretty hardcore. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, okay, good, Grandpa, you know? <laughs> like in my to and, myself. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. I and remember. This is, see, and, I remember the first time I went on it. Um, I usually don't scream in rides. I, I actually, like, if, if you have like a video camera uh, on me the whole time, I actually look very bored. You screaming is weird. Yeah, That'd be weird to me. So like, I, can, I, I can see X, you scream as fun, but not like scream as like, ah! Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, I wasn't like screaming terrified. Oh, okay, but okay. like, I mean, I, I was like, yeah, blurting out like, oh shit, oh shit. Oh, okay, you know, okay, like okay. something gotcha, like gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I almost, yeah, but I also felt like, that ride was the first ride that ever made me do that. Mm. I actually think I made up some curse words. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell was that? That was fun as fuck. And then we, you know, we went again. You want to try that? I don't know. I'm having second thoughts now. Cause I can, I do remember it being really intense and I've aged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to do that anymore. I want to go to magic. That being now. said, I actually do want to go. No, I, I want to go to magic. I want to go to magic now. <laughs> yeah. Let's do let's do let's do an old galaxy mentor at the at Six Flags. <laughs> Doesn't have to be man only, but you know what I'm saying. See, we went off the rails and we ended up on a happy note. Yeah, well, uh, we're we're moving into to David's happy note of whatever the fuck he has to say. So go, Dave, go. I, I have a pretty good idea is, what he's gonna say, and if he doesn't is, say it, I will. Is it time for the happy note? Yep, okay, let's, do it. let's go ahead. Do it. We move into um, it. transition. Two, two two things, uh, Lewis. I'll let you do the one that I'm assuming you're gonna talk about, but first. I wasn't um, going to. I, I, I do. Go, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but, for, but first, I do want to say, uh, uh, like I said, on a much happier note, um, I attended the uh, Panda and Pato mini golf event that Corner of the Galaxy oh, right. put on. Um, and, and that was a lot of fun. We went to mini golf at Camelot uh, in uh, in Anaheim. Uh, the Nag Boys were there, or, or at least two of the Nag Boys, uh, Bryant and Eddie, were there. Uh, Linda Pickle, otherwise known as Snapshot, and uh, and also the Galaxy Historian on this side of the pond. Uh, Linda Pickle was there. Josh Richardson was there. I met him and talked with him. Uh, a couple of other people. More importantly, Mrs. Pato and Mrs. Panda were, were, were also in attendance. So Kevin's, Kevin and uh, and Josh's wife, uh, were, who were both very nice uh, to talk to. Um we played mini golf. I neither finished last nor did I finish first. Um, that honor went to the Nag Boys. Actually, Bryant finished first and Eddie finished last. <laughs> Eddie got the uh, the plastic spatula award that Josh and uh, Kevin both signed. Um, and I do got to say that that score was a little bit off because the one who actually scored the worst was uh, my youngest son, Andrew. Uh, but you know who's gonna give a four-year-old kid a, a special that says "Ah, uh, you suck." <laughs> for Andrew, <laughs> yeah, for Andrew. I do it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I do. <laughs> so Andrew, Andrew would be I like, mm, "Okay then, <laughs> next time." <laughs> Andrew, Andrew got the water bottle award. They get uh, Josh gave him a, a, a like a little squeeze water bottle. So I, I take it to mean that he's uh, he is now the water boy. <laughs> <laughs> but again uh it was a lot of fun and it was cool to see other galaxy people there like i said the, the nag boys were there uh they were playing right behind us um so it was it was cool to hang out with them so it was a good time so thanks josh for putting that on you're welcome that's josh <laughs> no that's not <laughs> how you would say it <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, uh, did you have any last things to say? Nope. I was going to let David do it because I know. Oh, oh okay. Well, I'll do it. Um, also, speaking of podcasts uh, and podcast families, um, I'm sure everybody on Twitter knows already. Do we have but, a baby? Uh, Chris Tucker and, and his, uh, his girlfriend, Erica, had their baby, <laughs> baby boy. 
Uh, I believe his name is Damien. So congratulations hey. to to both of them. Welcome, Damien. Uh, we look forward to uh, to meeting him one day, and we hope that everything. Uh, you know, I hope he's healthy and and mom is healthy and happy. And uh, Tucker, time to get to work, buddy. <laughs> yeah, congratulations from all of us. Uh, you know, uh, another uh, another Galaxy uh, family member there. So that's always. Uh, that's always nice, though. So. Much, officially much the love youngest to you guys. Galaxy family member, right? Officially the youngest guy. Well, uh, unless someone was born now. Ooh. Nope, not me. And they are. <laughs> I, I looked behind, and I was like, oh, shit. What happened? Yeah, not you. Okay, not I'm you. good. Not you. I'm good. No, I'm no. Good. <laughs> but, yes, congratulations, you two. Uh, you know, get, be well. Wow. Wow. You did so good the entire thing, and then that whole end was like so awkward. <laughs> Anyways, truly, truly heartwarming. It, it looked looking. like it, it sounded like uh, like that Return of the King ending. You just weren't sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode on thirty. I'm here with David and Lewis. Bye, everybody. See you guys next week. And this is Bobby. We'll talk to you next week. Hopefully, Galaxy will get something. I don't know. All right, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to LA is our house. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.